Spencer, and this is our licensed clinical therapist, Nazir. Dr. Nas. Dr. Nasty yeah. Draws Nas. Huh? Just Dr. Nas. Yeah. They nasty, all right. I don't even go try to go near them. Just, nope. <laughs> Clear all sinuses good. real quick. Yeah, back, back, 10 feet. All right. And this is the Different Spectrums podcast. Welcome. Uh, where we talk about movies, shows, and the mental health aspects that surround them. Uh, we also have some laughs, so don't take us too seriously. Or do. Also, don't forget to run up those likes for us. We'd really appreciate it. One, two. <clears throat> also, don't forget to look at our Google Drive that has a bunch of resources uh, for mental health or even for Preparation and daily life. Uh, I don't know. Uh, check those out. And if you do, please leave a tip for us because Nas took a lot of time and effort to make that. So please leave a tip for that. There we go. Um, and then also we have our guests coming pretty soon here. Probably this week. We're probably going to film them. Um, yep. Or the next week, I should say. Next week. Next um, week. <clears throat> So this is the May 26th, and so uh, it'll be coming out, you know, right around the June time. So Yeah, mid-June, at least. Yeah. Yep. Doctors, physicians, people of color, women. We got it all, folks. Got it all. We got it all. We check off every type of list you need. We got it. We got the identities. Okay. We were starting it off Affirmative hot. action? Maybe. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> they did away with it years ago. Uh, Whoops. Yeah. We're starting off uh, coming in hot with Encanto, so stay tuned, folks. All right. So <clears throat> what we're getting into today, we're going to be watching the show Ted Lasso on Apple TV. Um, Ted. Some of you don't know, uh, Ted Lasso's all about a football coach who goes to England to coach soccer. Football. Yeah, football. Um and he's just a really nice and uh, very optimistic guy. And so we're kind of looking at scenes today talking about anxiety and also panic attacks. Um, we're going to be doing multiple videos on Ted Lasso because we just feel like there's so much to actually talk about. Um, so uh, we're going to be taking a look at these. Um, one scene is where Ted's actually having a um, panic attack um, inside of a karaoke, and then he has to walk out, and then he's having a panic attack outside. And then his boss, Rebecca, comes out to try and, like, comfort him because um, she sees that something's wrong with him. Um, and then the second scene is uh, all about when Ted gets a panic attack inside or during a soccer match so yep in yeah. game yeah yeah in game and so um then he just leaves the field um we're gonna be talking about that um we're also gonna be talking about the characters overall some of them that we like some we might dislike or maybe that we've grown to love 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, Nazir, anything before we get into the clip? Uh, yeah. Just reemphasizing what Spence said. Go if you want any resources, tips. There's worksheets in there to work through anxiety, depression, all types of stuff. There's more information in there as well, and there's tons of extra resources to things that's not even part of our podcast. It's outside materials. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, excited to have our guests coming up, and we're excited to do a three-part series on TED. First one, panic attack, anxiety, doing it today. Next one will be more about grief and TED specifically, TED, because there's a lot to bite into. And then next, we're just going to have some fun and talk about multiple of the characters and how they all got stuff. We're going to kind of dive into a little bit at a time. Uh, we're going to do that with uh, Dom. So the, mm-hmm. the second one, TBD, we'll figure out who will do that with us. Um, yes. So uh, today we're going to go over some type of worksheet type of thingies. And we're just going to have a good conversation. Yes. Super excited. Let's get into it. Let's check it out. Mm-hmm. And then good luck. Nope, it's whoop whoop. It's over. It's commercial. Whoop-whoop. Commercial whoop-whoop. break. <laughs> whoop whoop. Four. Crack. Jamie! Jamie! Tar? 
go. Yeah, no, I'm, I gotta go my stomach. What's happening? He said his stomach. Abandon the game. Well, we've seen this before. Lasso appears to be uh, leaving. I know that run. That's the run of a man who just ate a bad fish pie. Chris, is there a good fish pie? Wait, where the fuck's that twat going? Be kind, he looks bullied. You scared me. Are you okay? I want to make an appointment. And we are back. We're live. Like Sea Biscuit. I think Seabiscuit is dead, so <laughs> great reference. <laughs> yeah, not a spirit. And spirit. No, he's dead everywhere. Oh, oh damn. <laughs> okay. Yep. RIP dog. All right. <laughs> Jeez. Uh so just watch this two scenes uh where Ted is having a panic attack. Um good times. Yeah, great times. Uh so like I said in the beginning, uh Ted Lasso, all about a American football coach who had a lot of success playing college football or coaching college football. Man, Wichita. And um, yeah, at Wichita, Wichita. Um, and then uh, Rebecca, the owner of, um, oh my gosh, what is their team name? The Greyhounds, uh, Richmond Greyhounds. Richmond, yes. Um, so Richmond. She flies him over, um, all on a ploy to actually make the team worse, um, so that then they will do bad because she got the team uh, from her ex-husband and uh, wanted to spite him uh, and uh, make sure that she, like you know, the team would be lost forever and they wouldn't uh, have a team anymore. And so she brought him in, but then finds out that he's actually a really nice guy. Um, and brings a lot of passion to um, his coaching. And so um, all the players and all the staff really connect with him and um, love that he's their coach. And um, then she turns around and actually really starts um, liking him as well. Um, and during the scene, they're out um, doing karaoke. Uh, Rebecca's singing Let It Go. Frozen from the movie Frozen. Let it go, let it go. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then he has to leave, and because he's starting to have a panic attack, yeah. Um, you see, you know, a lot of his body language is, you know, kind of curling in into itself. Um, and yep. then Rebecca comes back out, and she tries to comfort him and. <laughs> talk him through what's going on um 
and then he just ends up going back to the hotel. Um, yeah. So kind of going from that scene, what'd you think when you first saw it? No. Yeah. Let's get into it. Uh, yes. well, real quick before we get into that, I forgot something. Uh, I want to say it before I yes. forget, uh, <clears throat> shout out to the folks. Uh, we've mentioned in the last pod, shout out to Jersey, shout out to Minnesota, shout out to Ca- uh, California. Uh, as being our top listeners, uh, much appreciated. And then after that is like New York and then a bunch of places and then Michigan because my people suck, man. Y'all don't listen pretty much. So I just much appreciation. Thank you for continuously listening to the pod. Uh, thank you for everyone that is, uh, pushing the reels and helping us grow. So let's dig it in twos it. Yes. So. You know, pe- people want us to do some of these pods, and like this is a really good one for anxiety. And this, right. Spence has been pushing, like, hey man, you gotta watch this, you gotta watch this. I've been busy as shit with school, so I've been watching a lot of my comfort shows where I really don't have to pay attention. A lot of comfort shows, and then I knock some out because you, you. I knock some out because you know the others you. wanted me to watch, so I knock those out. Yeah. Um, and then hey, I got into Ted. Can you watch Beef for me? Like, sure. I'll watch it. I'll do it. I'll whatever you want. Jackass. Yeah. Um, and so I got to this and I'm like, okay, what are we going to therapize? Cause there's so much stuff to talk about, but these were two really good scenes. And there was actually a, a scene and maybe I can clip it in one of the reels and I probably will where after the game, he has that panic attack and then he goes and talks about it and he's like, yeah, I had it. And I'm like right. hot trash and this and that. And, you know, this shit happens. And he takes the opportunity to speak very articulately about anxiety and panic and normalizes it. Uh, but this specific scene mm-hmm. is intense. I'm not going to lie. When yeah. he starts singing and you don't really know mm-hmm. why he's having these panic attacks throughout the show. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's got something to do with his family. You know, it's got yeah. something to do with his kid. because you know, And I figured the let it go was about his kid and sorrow yeah. and. I figured it was also I had the pressure with the team. Like, there's a lot. People hold a lot of shit. People like him, we'll talk about mm-hmm. in the next podcast about Ted specifically. Mm-hmm. They put on a really good mask. And so you can only have that motherfucker around for so long. Uh, this scene was a very good example of panic attack in the wild. Uh, if folks want to, folks, pokes. The folks. You want to poke around. Uh, if you want to poke around and check out one of our other pods, the one that we did with Puss in Boots, um, another very good example of panic attack disorder or having a panic attack that you could show a therapist if they don't really understand how you feel, you can't articulate it, just send them that clip. Should be good. Uh, so there's many reasons why I picked this. Many reasons why I picked Ted because he's just so lovable. I feel like a lot of people will hate they don't like Ted because they think he's fake. Because like if you meet people in real life and they're just as nice as him, they're like, oh, this is fake. He's fake as shit. Mm-hmm. But he's still a really good dude. So before I get to digging into some stuff, I want to I want to pick your brain real quick, Spence. <clears throat> when you're watching that scene, did any mm-hmm. anything pop out to you that mm-hmm. you could tell like, oh, shit, this is panic attack? What were the things that you saw? Uh- well, it's one of the things that's like a big indicator, especially when you watch the show more and more, um, is when he puts his hands in his pockets. That's one of like the big ones. He really um, makes sure that like his hands always just go in his pockets and he's 
kind of waiting um, and kind of hunched over um, more than anything. And then also, um, like we saw or heard, like the ringing in his ears, right? And mm -hmm. so um, <clears throat> when, uh, when you first kind of see him do that, um, she's singing and everything, and then all of a sudden it starts like you hear the like the tunes of like that ringing going into his ears, and yep. he, he shuts everything off and doesn't really hear everything, and then he, he just hears his thoughts more than anything, or maybe the um, um, just maybe like the uh, just the voices in his head kind of get louder and louder. Um, yeah, and so. Those were the main ones I saw. And then, like I said, it was more of like, so Ted's very outgoing and very, you know, um, very happy when you see him and stuff like that. Um, but then once he's starting to have that panic attack, um, he just becomes like this very silent. Yeah, a shell of himself. Um, and so um, those are the kind of things that I saw. And then once Rebecca kind of gets into it, she's a very good, um, not equalizer, but a very good um, grounder. Yeah. Grounder and getting him out of that space or out of his head um, where he was at that moment. Yep. And I'm telling you, dude, does this not perfectly represent the Puss in Boots episode that we did? It does. Yeah. It's yeah. just like the dog, Same thing. the therapy dog that laid on top of him. Like you got this. And then, <laughs> yeah. Getting his breathing. Yep. And then he calms down and he finally takes a deep breath. Um, mm -hmm. Very good similarities and parallelness to the two. Great metaphors for people to show. If you're like, mm -hmm. that's how I feel. That's a panic attack. And mm -hmm. if, you, if you looked at that scene and you start to freak out a little yourself, maybe that's because you felt that symptoms before and you don't know what it is. That's a panic mm -hmm. attack. Uh, so in a second here, we're going to actually split share the screen. We're going to go over mm -hmm. some questions out loud so everyone on the podcast can hear it. Yes. If, you, if you're driving your car, just listen. Don't be paint. Don't be watching. What is it? What does it yeah. look like? What, what you got? Um, but you can also see in the scene, uh, at times, he starts to do this like fidgeting or this self-stimming with his hands uh, before he puts mm -hmm. them in his pants. I think he may do the pants thing because it is grounding for some folks. Also, right. it can hide it, so he doesn't want others to see what he's doing. So there could be right. some shame in there why he's doing it. You don't know, but it could be. Um, uh, you do hear the ringing in the ears. Some people get that. Not all get that. Uh, they kind of get that tinnitus or tetan uh, yeah, tinnitus in the ear. It's, it's, it's crazy. You see him getting wobbly and woozy. Right, there's something a lot of people get like off balance. I get off balance when I get anxious. Um, mm -hmm. Or panic attack, anxious, not anxious, anxious. Just like legit panic attack. Uh, mm -hmm. There's the lowering of the decibels around you. Some people may experience an increase of the decibels around them. People get louder maybe. You start to hear the thoughts in his head. That's what he's hearing, his child's voice, stuff like that. Um you also see him maybe needing just air. So some people will feel really hot and they can't breathe unless they think that going outside and getting fresh air is probably something that they can do. Uh, neurodivergent podcast. So this is something that many of you might feel if you're in a nightclub like that or in a club. You're like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, I don't know. You start to get antsy. You start to get wound up. You get hot. You get overstimulated like I do. And then so I'll just go walk outside. Uh, and I'll just hang out there for like 20, 30 minutes. 
All my friends were like, where the hell did you go? I was like, oh, I was outside just talking to this fucking drunk dude smoking cigarettes. I don't even smoke cigarettes. I'll just like sit there with the dude <laughs> while he smokes what them. What a nice guy. I'm like, what's up, dog? You need me to help you stand up, dog? We'll just sit out there and then I'll regulate, calm down, then I'll go back in the pub. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, it's not a panic attack, but it is me being overstimulated. So those symptoms mm-hmm. could also mirror that if you allow them to go uh, too long. Funny story. Okay. Uh, T- TMI, not, not about me. Uh, I worked with a client once, uh, and I got many clients at on inspection. Obviously, we know this is the specialty. But one of them was so adverse to the stimulation of the pub that mm-hmm. it would literally cause them instant gastrointestinal issues, an IBS to kick in, and they would just be in the bathroom crapping their brains out. And I'm like, so how often do you go? She's like, I'll be in there like six or seven times. Six or seven times? Jesus. I was like, how does your tush take all that wiping? Skin and bone. Skin oh, and bone. Jesus. I was like, girl, you you got to advocate and go to like less stimulating bars with them. You can't be, but I want to fit in. I'm like, you're just in the bathroom the whole time. I don't know if that's fitting in. Yeah. Uh, no. Not really. Um, no. I think even her assholes just like, don't go out, please. Yeah. I can't take it. We can't do this. Did you bring the wives? I can't do <laughs> um, We can't do tissue paper anymore. We can't do it. I shouldn't for it a week. <laughs> um, and then me and uh, me and me and her had a lot of laughs about it. And then also we mm-hmm. you had them advocate to put themselves in better spaces with their friends. And if they were going to do that pub, they'd have to go earlier that way it was less loud, less crowded. Um, so mm. there's ways to strategize around that, just knowing that some of those symptoms may feel the same and it may come out as the irritable bowel issues. Um, all right. So this is the time. I'm going to do a little bit of photo editing and I'm going to pull up a screen. So I'm going to have Spence read off some symptomologies and then okay. I'm going to kind of like cha-cha through them. Okay. Here we go. I get my reading voice on. <laughs> uh, all right, folks. So after that edit, I'm gonna have Spence kind of go through some stuff. Uh, he'll he'll be the articulator. Oh yay! And I'll <laughs> I'll be the brains. I was gonna say something else, but I can't find the word. That's good. I'll be the gyrator. That's what I was gonna say. Gyrator? Oh my god! <laughs> no. Disgusting. Okay. Uh, let's get to it. Disgusting. Let's get to it. All right. All right. So, panic attacks typically include some of these signs or symptoms sense of impeding doom or danger, impending, so, whatever. Impending. Yeah. So, uh, we're just going one at a time. So, sense of impending doom. That can be like, you feel like you're about to die. You feel like that mm-hmm. everyone's going to die in the room. You feel like you're going to fail this test. Like you're like, holy fuck, something it's mm-hmm. it's happening now. Whatever I thought the worst case scenario is happening now. It's over. I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Moving on. Fear of loss of control or death. Uh, again, that loss of control will lead to the first one. So the fear mm-hmm. of loss of control will like, oh, this is the worst case scenario. This is my nightmare. Um, right, I, we are going to a place where there is no coming back from. This will ruin me. I don't know what money that is. But like this will financially ruin me. Um, 
One sec. I know this. I'll financially never um, recover from this. Yeah, that was. Uh... Oh, that was from a uh, Tiger King. Oh, man. yeah, it is from that. So I've never seen it, but I've seen everyone quote it and meme. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. One of his workers gets mauled by a tiger, like lost her arm, and he's just like, I'll never financially recover from this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm probably pretty sure they had a panic attack before, during, and after that uh, tiger attack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, I've had many of my panic attacks and loss of control around money and finances. Sometimes I'll get some crazy bills in the mail. Uh, I got a parking no. ticket today, so I had like a little like episode, and I'm like, I'll be out of it. I'll be fine. Um, yeah. All right. What's the next one? Next one. Rapid pounding heart rate. Uh, so good example of this would be the Puss in Boots episode that we did uh, where Puss is having yeah. the panic attack. You can hear it. So if you start yeah. to feel that sucker getting wild, wacky, wacky and crazy, Mm-hmm. That's it. And it stays going. It could be for 30 seconds. Most people feel that rapid heart rate for a couple minutes. I would say two to five is the pretty much norm. Um, if you're feeling that thing go crazy, do, 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 you're probably having a panic attack. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Sweating. So when I'm anxious, I sweat. If I'm having a full-blown panic attack, uh, that's usually, I'm usually not too sweaty. But just when I'm, like, normally kind of, like, anxious, giving speeches and stuff like that, I'll start to get really sweaty. Uh, but some people, yeah. when they're having panic attacks, it's almost like they're having, like, a, a hot flash. Uh, or they mm-hmm. wake up in, like, a puddle. Like, they're in their bed, they have a panic attack, and then they wake up, and they're just, like, soaked. Yeah. I uh, recently had an interview, and I was sweating. Off. Yep. So that's that definitely bad. anxiety. Yeah. Panic I, well, I mean, I studied for this one position at a company, and then it turned out to be another company slash position that I was interviewing for. And so I was unprepared. And I was like, <laughs> all right, made it to the second round now. So, yep. Like, we're going to improv now. Hello, yeah. Disney. What? What? <laughs> Disney. Yep. This is definitely Netflix. (laughs) You moron. All right. Next, trembling or shaking. Uh, So actually, that's what we saw in in Ted. I was like, wait a minute. What the hell is his name? It's right behind you. It's Ted. Uh, There you go. See, the hands are uh, twitching, shaking. Uh, He's tweaking, man. And that shaking could be full body. could be just the hands. It could be just the feet and legs. It depends. For a lot of people, it tends to be in the hands. Some of my okay. clients have, uh, we're talking about anxiety now. Some of my clients have general anxiety. Their hands will get very shaky. Uh, some of them have like what we would call long tremors or just tremors that are existing. And so they'll have to get on meds for those tremors, but they're exacerbated, worsened by anxiety. Panic attacks, you definitely could have the shakes. All right. Next, shortness of breath or tightness in your throat. This seems to be one of the most common ones uh, when people are having panic attacks. Is like, uh, you know, people have watched this on the pod. I do the fake heart attack thing. So when you're having that panic attack, you'll feel like that tightness in the chest. You'll feel constricted, like you can't breathe. You'll feel maybe it's a weight on your chest, uh, a closing of the throat to where you're going to like choke 
or you're choking on your saliva, you can't swallow, you'll feel those type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I don't get that too much, uh, but it's pretty common in most of my clients. Uh, we tend to work on visualizations and deep breathing techniques, uh, meditations to work on that. That way they can preemptively do it before they're in the midst of a full-blown panic attack. That's probably one of the most common symptoms. Okay. Uh, next is chills. Uh, so some people will get super hot. Some people will get the tingly chills. Mm. So if any of you have ever taken pre-workout, if you're an anxious person, don't fucking take pre-workout. You do not need to be on more caffeine. Caffeine yeah, in- no. heightens and increases anxiety. For me, uh, high amounts of pre-workouts or strong coffee can give me um, panic attack-like feelings. Um, the chills, though. So I bring up pre-workouts because that beta-alanine that's in it that yeah. gives you the tingles. Well, that's what people will report some of the panic attacks are like. They get that fiery but yet cold tingle sensation. Right. So now if you ever get the what we call the Peter tingle from from (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, Next one, hot flashes. Yep. So we kind of already went over this. We can kind of sludge that in with the sweating. You'll get that hot flash in this. The sweat will come. I have some students will break out in like a, a rash, a really red, mm-hmm. deep rash. Uh, specifically, my whiter students, they'll get the redness on the chest and neck area. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll be like, are you allergic to me? Like, what the? F-? <laughs> like, you're breaking out hives. What's happening here? Yeah. All right. Next one, nausea. So we see it more like symptomology in Ted in the second clip that we'll get to. Um, right. it could happen like an IBS where you got the poops. It could happen where you got the, you're going to puke or it could just happen where you have a crap ton of acid reflux. So as people know, if they go back into our, our database, our dialogue, of of one of our uh, guests, Colin and co well, old co-creator, he coming back eventually. Um, is he, is he, he's is you, uh, he he hit me up before the baby was there, and he's like, "Dude, I got stomach cancer." I'm like, "I don't, I don't think you have stomach cancer. I think you have mm-hmm. acid reflux." He's like, "Nope, it's I googled it. I'm definitely dying of cancer." I'm like, "Okay, we're well, super anxious, and I think you have like legit an ulcer, and like you're just winding yourself up, and because he thought he was having a heart attack." Uh, so for some of us, for me, I definitely get more acid reflux when I get anxious. I also get a ton of acne when I'm more anxious. But panic attack stuff, that's when you got the bubble guts. So that, that we're going more specific. You got the bubbles. The bubbles. The bubbles. Not the good bubbles. Bad bubbles. All right. Um, going on to the next one. Abdominal cramping. Yeah, again, this is kind of going on with the gastrointestinal issues. Uh, so you might get right. some cramping in the stomach if it's really bad, uh, more of the IBS stuff. You'll see a mm-hmm. lot of neurodivergent folks. It's like 90% report uh, gastrointestinal issues, such as constipation, diarrhea, acid reflux. Uh, some people have what we call GERD, which is even worse. Um, mm. Very common gastrointestinal issues. So pay very close attention to that for those who are neurodivergent and anxious. But specifically panic attacks, it might be like one of my students that's like shitting their brains out when they go to the pub when they're overstimulated. There you go. Uh, Next up, chest pain. Again, that's kind of like the tightness, uh, but some people will say it's the the 
whole chest just super heavy. And it literally mm-hmm. feels like they're having a heart attack. If you feel like you're having a heart attack, it's kind of like the best he was having. Right. Go go to the hospital. Yeah. Or at least call a doctor. You, you're probably just having an anxiety attack. But if you feel like you got to go, do your thing. Right. We were not giving advice on this pod. But if you feel like you're freaking the fuck out, then go. Remember, if you call the ambulance, it's going to be super expensive. Uh, so, you know, if you got a friend to take you, be cautious of that. Uh, if you're on a college campus, all that stuff is, like, uh, low, very inexpensive if the ambulance takes you, the college one, uh, if it's a big college. Um, just heads up. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's going to be probably the panic attack stuff, especially if you're younger um, compared to being older. Gotcha. All right. <clears throat> Next up, headache. So this is where we get into my territory, uh, pounding headache. And for me, dissociated, uh, kind of wobbly. I feel like I'm like a third person, kind of like a, I'm playing like a call of duty or something. Uh, mm. I don't really feel like I'm part of reality. And I feel like I'm just kind of like watching myself. Sometimes it'll happen to me in my car where I get dissociated. Uh, it's usually when I feel more sick too. Um, so mm. the headache stuff could be pounding. It could be, in the front of the head, back of the head, side of the head, could be just like a pounding headache behind the eyes from just stress and tension. Uh, mm-hmm. Very common symptom is the headache. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, dizziness, lightheadedness, or faintness. So as my old boss would say, the cool thing about if you're having an anxiety attack is worst case scenario, you're going to pass out. And then you're going to mm-hmm. wake up and you're going to be smooth. So remember that. Worst case scenario, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. You'll probably pass out or go to sleep, and then you'll be good. And then you'll be ready for the next one. Sorry. Yay. (laughs) Yay. Uh, If you're starting to have these legit panic attack symptoms, please, 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 please seek help. We're going to get to that towards the end, but please seek help. Uh, No one one needs to go through panic attacks. Uh, Sorry. You're good. All right. So last two numbness or tingling sensation uh so we already went over the tingles the peter tingles yes peter uh, tingles the peter tingles uh the numbness so people will report that their hands will go numb that they can't feel their hands uh it's pretty common but some people report like other body parts will go numb it's usually the hands um and last but not least feeling of unreality or detachment so that's why I talked about us. Uh, some people, some of us dissociate, uh, so mm-hmm. they feel a little detached. Uh, the headaches are usually caused by depletion of serotonin. The abdominal issues are usually caused by the depletion of serotonin. Uh, the hot flashes, the trembling and shaking, rapid heart rate. A lot of those are going to be uh, neurotransmitter spikes of uh, nor- norepinephrine. So your brain is firing from your amygdala saying, holy shit, we're going to die. Mm. Your sympathetic nervous system is getting... Yes, sympathetic nervous system is getting fired. It's activating everything in your body. Like, we about to kill something? Are we we about to run? Are we about to just sit here and die? We about to do it all. About to do it all. So what does it do? It tells tells your heart, start pumping. We're going to send all the blood to all the different areas. And then since you're doing that, it's going to the major muscles in your body. So that's why you might get a little numb in your hands because everything's kind of going to the big muscles, the cardiovascular and to the legs so you can take the fuck off and run. And so your body's mm-hmm. shutting down some things and it's activating some other things. So a lot of this is going to be a fight or flight response when you're in a panic attack. This is not generalized anxiety. This is like full-blown 
panic attack. You know if you're mm-hmm. having one because you feel like you're going to die. Right. This isn't like, oh, I got a test coming up tonight. I'm scared. <laughs> this is like, I'm taking the test. I completely white it out. Now my chest hurts and I feel like I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> to be clear, you do not have to have all of these to be having a panic attack. It could just be a mm-hmm. couple of them. It might be different symptoms that we don't have on here. This is pulled directly from Mayo Clinic. Uh, I decided just to use Mayo Clinic because they usually got really good descriptions. Uh, Mayo Clinic and Cleveland Clinic tend to have very good descriptions. I also like the website called Very Well. They got really good descriptions. Okay. So thanks, folks, for following along with that. I know it's just kind of different than what we usually do on the podcast. I wanted to give some of the folks steps, steps to this because we've done panic attacks now twice, and I wanted to be more (laughs) visual with this one. Um, all right. right. So real quick, so free screener, this cannot diagnose you with generalized anxiety. We went over the panic attack stuff just a second ago. This is a screener for generalized anxiety, but you also may feel the same feelings during a panic attack. We're not going to go through every one because we already hit some of these, but it's a Likert scale, meaning a scale from zero to three. Mm -hmm. You Google Beck's anxiety, uh, quiz, it'll pop right up. It's free. You know, there ain't no liability on me. I'm not diagnosing you or anything like that. Just telling you there's resources for people out there. Uh, this might also be in my correction. It is not in the link tree uh, for resources. Mm-hmm. I didn't put any assessments, though. I put a ton of worksheets in there, though. Um, so just as a heads up. And I put a ton of apps in there, too. Um, it's got the numbness, the feeling hot, the wobbly legs, unable to relax, fearing the worst, dizziness, lightheaded. We went over a lot of these. Terrified, nervous, choking, hands trembling, shaking, fear of losing control, difficulty breathing, right? A lot of these we just heard. Spencer just read these off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, face could be flushed, so it could look very, very pale. Uh, well, uh, a lot of students, uh, you also get a lot of my students who get really red. So it just depends on what your body and how it reacts. Um Wonderful worksheet to use. This is going to give a lot of the physical symptoms of anxiety. Really good screener. There's also a lot of mental symptoms of anxiety and OCD and like different quirks. That's for a different story for a different day. I wanted to show this resource. A little bit different pod today. Now we're going to jump back into our discussion. So Mm -hmm. we're going to do a little cut and then we'll be back. So before we get into it. Yeah, um, go ahead. Yeah, just want to ask. What is, um, just want to make clarification, what would you say is like difference between panic attack and anxiety attack? Okay. So I'm going to say there's actually like a couple different qualifiers there. You've got panic attack disorder. Mm -hmm. I got to move move my big ass head over. Panic attack disorder. And then you've got your generalized anxiety disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, then there's a whole bunch of other stuff and diagnoses, right? There's a bunch out there, but those are your two, uh, modifiers right there. Those two things, anxiety attack and panic attack. Those are the same nomenclature, the same words. Um, but if you're going to see a clinician getting diagnosed, it's going to be diagnosed as a panic attack. Now, if you're having some anxiety like symptoms and you're feeling like a little bit more exacerbated, then you can stick with anxiety. If it's a panic attack, we're talking more about like you, you feel like death, uh, and so those panic attack systems, you see how close, similar they were, the anxiety and the panic, very close. Mm-hmm. When they're exacerbated and you're terrified and you feel like you're dying of that heart attack or your legs just went completely numb or you're dissociated and dizzy, 
that is going to be your classic panic attack. Others may call it anxiety attack. I'm going to say they're one and the same. The word is interchangeable. But when I'm diagnosing you, I'm going to say generalized anxiety with a modifier of also panic attack disorder. Hmm. That's how I'm going to label it. A lot of people have generalized anxiety without panic attacks. Right. Uh, panic attacks could be brought in for a bunch of different reasons, Spence. They could be just genetic and you have them. Mm-hmm. If we want to go way back into DNA, Dana. Dana. Uh, if you look in your Dana, some people could have panic attacks because of triggers that are in their in their genes from like their grandparents right. and stuff like that. Most of the time, it's usually triggers that are around us. Uh, so it's like this weird thing in childhood. Like, I don't know, let's say you didn't like clowns. Clowns freak you out. My brother doesn't like animals touching him, so he freaks out. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people, it could be... For like me yelling and screaming. So when like it gets like real screaming, uh, I tend to get like very on guard. I'm like, well, I'm going to kill you before you kill me. That's legit the vibe that happens. Um, And like if we're screaming, having a good time, that's different. I'm talking about like screaming where like there's vibrations in your voice. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people, it's relationships. So those could be triggering cause of panic attack. For some people, it's, it's testing and anxiety, uh, testing and like shame and guilt around that. That's the trigger. But the feeling is that to your core that something bad will happen to me if this happens. If this outcome happens, like something terrible will happen. And so people will freak out that they're dead. Tons of reasons why people have panic attacks. Uh, recently, I've had folks have them because... Like they got a bloody nose and it wouldn't stop. And now they're terrified that Mm -hmm. the bloody nose is going to continue into them uh, elsewhere. And they're just going to randomly happen all the time. And how unprofessional is that? And then you can't stop it. And it's gross. It's unhygienic. People are looking at you. Oh my Mm -hmm. God. Do they think I'm some fucking crazy lady that's just bleeding everywhere? And that could lead to a legit panic attack because you're always thinking about stewing on it. Then then you can't breathe. Now you can't think. Now you can't function. Um, It could be something as simple as that. It could be you're walking around and you see someone that looked like your ex and you got a little scared and you started to have a panic attack. Why? Because it was an abusive relationship. Um, Maybe you saw an accident and you started to have kind of a panic attack because you're terrified for that person and yourself. You almost died. Uh, I know every time I get into an accident, I always dissociate and have a panic attack. Fucking weird. One of the same. Different words. The diagnosis will be panic attack, uh, panic disorder. Um, just to clarify that for folks out there, if you're like, oh, I, I feel like Ted, but I also have a lot of those symptoms throughout the day. We're going to get to it. Probably should talk to someone and start working on some mental strategies to find your triggers. And then also you're probably going to need medication. Uh, not saying that you need a daily one, but maybe at least something that would be um, acute in the moment. To get you to go from a 10 down to a 7. Right. No one can function in a panic attack. There's no such thing as like a functional panic attacker. It's not a fucking thing. It's like, I'm a functional alcoholic. Oh, God, good for you. Uh, yeah. Can't do that with panic attack. I have a little Chardonnay here and there. You know? <laughs> I got a little, a little drink in my Chardonnay. Yeah. What are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. So imagine what Spence just did, but with a panic attack and like you feel like your heart's going to stop. Not going to be able to function. My heart hurts. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> I've only had a, a few 
and yeah, I was pretty much fucking Gumby walking. If y'all remember Gumby, if you're old enough to remember no one Gumby, fucking remembers that at all. Yeah. <laughs> it was a Play-Doh looking animated cartoon. Looks like a weird shaped head, just like that. Yeah, yeah. just like that. Uh, Good description. Jackets. I tried. I really tried. Thank you. There. It was a green Play-Doh play doll thing. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure kind of Gumby doll. So it's actually kind of terrifying when you think about it, but I mean, um, yeah. yeah. Uh so yeah, there's that. Uh getting back on track with the scene. Uh I think it leads pretty well into the next one. And so I actually think we might skip to the next one now. All right. So next scene. All about uh they're having a big game versus I think it was Manchester. I want to say it was Manchester City. Was it, it Man City? Okay. It might have been. Might have been. Um, it was a big game for them. And um all of a sudden Ted just started having uh, started hearing those voices again, started hearing that ringing, um, put his hands in his pockets or having those fidgety fingers. Um put them in his pockets, but this time um, like he did before, he ran away, but this time it was during a game where everybody's watching him um, because it's a crucial moment and they need some, they need their coach there to kind of talk him through things. But, you know, he runs to the back because he can't function because mm -hmm. he's having his panic attack, right? And then everybody thinks that he's, he has to go to the bathroom because he said, uh, it's my stomach. That might have been just him like covering his own ass, maybe. Instead of just like kind of fessing up to being like, I have a panic attack. Bye. You know? Um, and then, uh, so yeah, so then he leaves and then everybody's kind of distracted by it. And then the other team scores a goal on them. Um, and then are we, I think we're still putting in the scene where um, yep. the therapist walks in the room. Right. So it kind of, they kind of blend together. Um, so after his panic attack, he doesn't return at all. Nope. Um, goes to the back and then, uh, during throughout this whole season, the team uh, has a th team therapist that they're able to talk to. And Ted um, kind of has denied seeing a therapist or seeing her um, throughout the whole season to this point. And then at the end of the episode, we see him uh, in her office, just laying on the couch and then being like, I need I need help. Right. Um, it's a very weird thing to see this because, um, like I said, Ted is a very uplifting guy, um, very upbeat yes. and anything he does, he's always kind of tries to find the positive in it. Right. Yep. But, um, we finally see him at like a really dark place in his life. Um, because he's away from his kid, um, his marriage going down the tubes. Um, and then also he has to worry about the team and what, you know, what they're going through. And also um, just like if they're winning or losing, right? Um, amongst other things. And so uh, we really see that um, we really see him finally kind of being human, if that makes sense. Yes. Not in a bad way, right? But it's more no, no. of like we finally see him not like have other emotions other than like happy. Yes. And, you know. Instead of putting so, on the show, because he puts on a hell of a show. 
he does. But, you know, um, like we see later in the seasons, just like his mama. Just like his mama. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, that's kind of the scene. And then we have also other characters in the show. Roy Kent, ex-football player. Hell of a guy. Hell of a guy. What a spokesman he yep. is. He's He can talk around to anybody. Um, and then we also have Nate, Nate the Great, who um, who kind of shows, he kind of turns after season two. When mm-hmm. se- after season two, he kind of takes a turn, turns absolutely gray. So I was like, what the fuck is happening here? It's a villain, yeah. Is this a genetic thing, or is it just yeah. like, as the evilness comes, he's like gray, yeah. gray, gray. It's like, oh, the dark side. The dark side. The gray um, side. <laughs> yes. Jesus. Um, but yeah, and then also we have Beard, who's a pretty cool assistant coach for Ted, mm-hmm. who's been there with him um, for a long time since they were in college. Um, but that's another backstory for a different day. Um, getting back to this scene, uh, like I said, once we see him actually having that panic attack again, but now he's getting actually ridiculed um, for having that panic attack, which um, they did a good job of um, at the end, kind of having him talk about mental health and sports and how, you know, we need to talk about it a little bit more so that when somebody's having something like this going on, we don't just ridicule them and be like, well, they're like a, excuse my language, like a pussy. Um, yep. And I like, can't take thing. the heat, can't take the pressure. Yep. Um, because there's other factors going on. It's not just about the game. A lot of people think like, oh yeah, he's just thinking about the game. That's it. It's like no, there's probably other things going on in his life, um, that we find out as well. So, um, what do you think of the scene, Nas? Let's get your thoughts. Funny thing to point out. Yes. Is when you made technically it was kind of punny. Uh, when mm. it's like he's trying to cover his ass because it looked like he was trying to cover his ass because it looked like he was about to crap himself. <laughs> punny. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I like that Spence went into a little bit about Nate uh, because we will see later on in the season uh, three. Nate tries mm. to throw dirt on his name by saying that he had a panic attack. Oh no, it was season two. No, I think that was season three. I think it was like the beginning of season three. Yeah, I, if it, I yeah, it, it might have been season three, and yeah. then the um, mental health stuff that was season two. That was at yeah. the end because Nate was talking. I think he might have maybe somebody yeah. tweeted something or yeah, because he tries to he tries to undercut Ted, and Ted's like, yeah, I, okay, I know Ned's the one or Nate's the one that gave this away. I am worried about it. Yeah. I'll try to give him time to come around and apologize. And then, yeah. uh, so he handles the conversation, does the press conference, because this doesn't come out until weeks and weeks and weeks later. Um, right. And so, handles that conversation very well. So we'll probably put that in a reel and ship that out. Um, mm-hmm. And I think this is why this scene, these two scenes are very important. I think this is why the press conference is very important. I think him mm-hmm. getting a therapist and finally curling up in a ball, which literally devastated me to see him in that room in that ball. Um, yeah. It reminded me of This Is Us. When you finally see uh, uh, the dad cry, you're like, no, not the dad. 
He cries in one fucking episode, and it was devastating. Um, when you see this character that is so loving finally be destroyed to finally show sadness, it's just like to me, it's like fuck. Mm-hmm. If the happiest person in the world can feel like this, yeah. that means I'm I'm screwed. I'm mm-hmm. screwed, and that's how I kind of take that is when you see these happy happy people. But then again, sometimes when I get tricked like that with emotions, uh, it gets me because I get caught off guard. It happened to me today. And I knew they were getting ready to have a full-blown panic attack in my office because I see them starting to fidget with their arms. And I kind of grasp them. I'm like, yep, they're getting ready to lose it. And they lost it like I've never seen them lose it before. It's like, okay. And I literally almost started to cry. Mm Mm-hmm. When they were shaking their arms and grabbing their arms, I'm like, this is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. And it was. Um, and then I had to get them out of the panic attack and out of the words that they just said. Because they will live past this. They will get through this panic attack that they were having. So we look at Ted. And we look at all these athletes that are coming out now. Mm-hmm. All these men. Wonderful humans. Wonderful women that are coming up too. But specifically, these very masculine men yeah, coming out with these mental health issues. We got a bunch of MLB players, three of them that have taken mental health breaks this season. We got some mm-hmm. hockey players. We got tons of NFL athletes, if you want to look into it. Uh, we got Lane Johnson for the Eagles, Super Bowl winner. Um, we got, whew, I'm trying to think of it right now. There's so many mm-hmm. of them. Uh, we've got quarterbacks we got kickers we got tom brady that saw a psychologist right the greatest of all time um Mm -hmm. we go into basketball we're looking at Giannis antenna mvp winner got a therapist Mm -hmm. we're looking at drew holiday had to get one when his wife had cancer we're looking at multiple people kevin love specifically panic attacks tomorrow in the rose in depression uh we're looking at brandon ingram panic attacks we're looking at paul george anxiety and depression during the bubble Tons and tons and tons and tons of players that have mental health issues that are now speaking up and advocating. Right? We got... Fortunately, you don't hear John Morant on that list. No. That's a different podcast. Different podcast for a different time. Uh, Yes. You know, you got one of my favorite humans is Dak Prescott, who had to get therapy after his brother died. Right. I want to say that his brother committed suicide. Um, but I don't, I'm not sure if I'm right on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Uh, so it happened a couple seasons ago, which was devastating. Uh, you know, it's just so many footballers, uh, soccer players, tennis, track, formula one, everything. I have a whole master list, uh, of people that come out daily and it's intense. Uh, tennis, you have Serena Williams, Djokovic, um, bunch of them, um, golfers. So. I bring this up because it's a big issue. And people think that you're an athlete. Shut up and dribble. We're going to get into that into the third pod. Shut up and dribble. Mm-hmm. Shut up and just do your thing. Don't talk about nothing. Don't be political. But if these athletes use their platform, which Ted did, you can save mm-hmm. millions of lives. Mm-hmm. So this show, talking about all these mental health story arcs and all this anxiety, depression, relationship issues... Uh, LGBTQ issues. There's some neurodivergent characters that are in there. Nate, Leslie, I'm even going to say Ted Lasso's little neurodivergent. Um, mm. Saves lives. 
Wonderful show. Mm-hmm. It's not it's only it's not only funny, it's very well written, written, very well acted. Mm-hmm. So you look at this scene where he's freaking out in the stadium. So he reminds me a lot of my clients. They have that panic attack or they have that anxiety attack. They have generalized anxiety, they get the shits, they gotta take off. Uh yeah. I think the key point is, because we already talked a lot about anxiety and depression, um, we're going to really yes. dive into his character next episode, me and Spence, so I don't want to get too much into him, but him specifically seeking help. Yes. To all those you listen, all, you, you, that was a well-spoken sentence there, to all those you. All them peoples. All them ducats. Um, I get it. Some of you might not be able to afford therapy. Um, that's mm-hmm. why in the link tree... I've got a bunch of worksheets in there that are free. I've got a bunch of different resources that you can check out and look into like symptomologies. And I also got uh, some apps. Many of them are free, the apps, and it's really good to work through them. Meditation is free. You can go on YouTube, do type in a guided meditation, follow their voice. There's this one thing. It's a YouTube it's something at nature's ambiance, like nature something. It's just like a dude walking through different sceneries in the world, and it's usually raining, and he's just recording it on a camera on his chest. It's like the most peaceful fucking shit every time. I'll put it on mm-hmm. in a room, and students yeah. will just be like, <laughs> knocked out. Thanks. It was uh, on at a book also, club I was at. I literally passed the fuck out. Also, uh, Logic uh, made it. Made uh, was it better help? Um, better help, which I work on. They, yeah, yes, yeah. So he made it so that you can get a month free, um, for mental health month. Um, so take advantage of that. Uh, whenever this is out, obviously check and see if it's still you know valid and everything like that. This will be but, coming out uh, Monday, so it should still be valid. Yeah. yeah. So you know, um. That's a big thing, and now I'm glad he's talking about it. Glad he's, he's always kind of he's been a little bit more open about his therapy, the way he's been doing. I'm a huge Logic fan, and uh, so yeah, so Logic is giving out free month of better help for people. One month, yep, yep. And that's one awesome. Month. One month is you know 30 days. That means you'll get to meet with a therapist four times, yeah. so you get four free sessions. Uh, I'm pretty sure Better Help normally charges about 90 bucks to 110 bucks per week. It's a subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, it's prorated if you don't have a lot of money to about 60 bucks, but so this is free therapy, uh, sign up for it. Uh, I don't, your subscription doesn't start until you match with a therapist. So sign up with his coupon code over the hell it is. And, and then get to doing your thing, man, get to talk to someone. Um, but there's resources out there to work on your grind. Uh, there's some self-help stuff too. You can check out, um, I will put some other stuff in the link tree when we start to get more people clicking on it. I have tons of self-help books that I've uh, downloaded that are eBooks, mm-hmm. And so we'll start to add that as people start to pile in. Um, as we start to see people start using the, the the tip jar as well, that way I can start compiling more things and adding in more time. I'll start adding more free resources in the, in, by the summertime, as long as we start to get some momentum on them. Uh, this show, shows like this, Help people mm-hmm. out a lot, showing that athletes are more than just that. They have stories, they have lives. You know, as Roy Kent said in this thing, you know, we're fucking people too, man. Uh, you know, 
I don't know what just happened on the field when one of the captains freaks out. Obviously, he's going yeah. something. I don't condone like his behavior would just happen, but we're human and we go through things and we all have a story. Now, that was a good scene uh, when he talks about the captain going in the stands and, and trying to fight that fan. Yeah. Because yeah. he Who talked about slur. Yeah. Well, the, the the really cool thing is when he was younger and he said something stupid to that guy that was having a baby, he said, how you know it ain't my baby? Get a DNA mm-hmm. test? The guy mm-hmm. beats the shit out of him damn near to death. Guy gets fired from the soccer team. He sees him like a couple months later at a pub, no job. Mm-hmm. Maybe he said it was a couple years later. And he says, yeah, man, yeah. my wife lost the baby a month before, before you said that. I didn't tell no one I was holding it in. Right. We see this as a reoccurring theme throughout Ted Lasso is yeah. everyone's just holding their shit in. It's killing everyone, man. It's killing, it's killing everyone. And I, I get it. You don't want to go start blabbing and putting your burden on everyone. Yes, that's a thing. Or you don't want to burden your parents because they got a lot of shit to do. You're grinding. They need money. You need money. I mean, you got to let it out somehow. Mm-hmm. So if you're not doing maybe some exercise and letting it out or being creative and hanging out with friends, D&D, video games, you got to find your outlet somehow, but you should be doing some type of physical activity or getting some sunlight. Or maybe you need to journal or process or draw, but you got to get those toxic shit out because it will eat you alive. You'll be like Ted Lasso and you will die inside. Mm-hmm. As someone that loves to put on a show, you know, I love to put on a show. I love to watch people smile, man. Uh, my boss said the other day in a meeting, I was just bubbly and talking shit. And she said, wow, when it came to the statistics, you like zone in and you looked angry at me. Wasn't angry. You just saw the other side of me. The other side that rarely anyone ever gets to see. I show you the clown. So mm-hmm. all you ever expect is the clown. And then when you put some real shit in front of me, you saw you saw the beast. Mm-hmm. The beast is about that action. And this specifically involved me unless I'm about that action. Because I will be acknowledged and these statistics will be accurate based on the work and output that I've done. So my math is really good. Uh, my students get to see it and it's quite funny, Spence. They're like, oh, he's he laughing, we're talking, we're swearing, now it's swearing, he's, I can trust him. I'm like, hey, real quick, so why don't you, why don't you love yourself? Why do you think you're going to hell and you think you're a piece of shit? Flip it on them, like, no, no. They're like, uh, excuse me, sir? Again, why do you hate yourself? Uh, I thought we were talking about Pokemon. Yes. Um, things to think about, folks. Uh, I had a human come in today. I'm going to throw it back to you, Spencer, after this. I had a human that came in and they said, Nas, everyone, all these fucking self-help books. Sorry, I swear again. They talk about self-love and love and love and love yourself. Be you. Love yourself. We've said this a million times in the pod. Nas, what are the steps? What is your, I want to love myself. Tell me the steps. I need the steps. What the fuck? So we got out the whiteboard. We got a dry erase. Mm-hmm. Whiteboard, dry erase. I let students pick the color in there. You get options. Mm-hmm. And we started writing down the steps. The things that I needed them to strategically do to make sure that they don't have these massive fucking panic attacks where they think that they're going to die and two days later they're okay. Uh, there are steps. Reading, journaling, 
being creative, meditation. I got a bunch of my students to start getting hobbies. You got to keep that anxiety in the idle hands busy. Um, there's community-based stuff. There's therapy, obviously. There's medication. Um, if you're having panic attack disorder, folks, talk to your physician. I'm not a, I'm not a medical practitioner. You need to talk to a physician, right? This is not advice giving. This is you telling you to seek a higher level of care. Because this, what we're doing on here is not qualified as therapy. This is just two dudes no. talking shit about movies. Yep. And um, shows. And shows. Movies and shows. Shows and movies. Uh, Spence. Yeah. Did you think when first watching this show that this dude was going to have a panic attack disorder? No. I was like, oh, this will be fun. Like, oh, he's going, you know, he's American going to England. You know, that old chestnut <laughs> to be yeah. like, yeah, I'm this goofy ass, you know, Wanker. football coach. Yeah, well, all right. A lot of white people in, in England, as we see. Uh, you know, just, oh, yeah, it'll be, you know, he'll go through some things and, you know, with the team and all that. But now it got really a lot deeper. Um, than I thought it they would uh, actually go in the show. And um, it's always interesting when they, you know, kind of flip it on you like that, kind of be like, no, this person's actually going through like a lot of things. Yep. Um, and they did a really good job because I think that a ton of people can actually find common ground with a lot of these characters. Yes. Um, no matter who they are. Um, and so, um, I think once we kind of look at each one and it's, and they do such a great job of having so many characters, but yet you feel like they're still fleshing out a good amount of characters. They give the right amount of time to mm -hmm. each character. They do. Um, which that is such a tough thing to do, especially like they have a whole f soccer team um, and, and then staff. you have the coaches and then you have, you know, the other people on the sides like Keely, um, yep. Rebecca, you know, um, and then it's just like you have even like the outside factors, even more of like Jamie's dad, who's like a complete, you know, piece of shit. Piece of uh, shit. Yeah. Um, but it looks like, you know, he's recovering from, you yeah. know, whatever he's doing, Jamie's drugs or alcohol. Guy. Yeah. yeah. So now, you know, that's good. Well, his dad's actually looks like he's recovering. Oh, his um, dad's recovering. Yeah, I saw that. It looks like he was in yeah. finally. In, yeah. Good for him. Man. Which is and then, you know, and then we go into like Jamie and how he's trying like we find out he's really trying to be spiteful of his father. Um, and that's kind of he's always trying to prove himself to people. Um, that's why he was so such like a fucking asshole. <laughs> I mean, we saw him have a panic attack as well when he breaks down yeah. and starts crying on Roy Kent before the big yeah. game um, back yeah. at Manchester United. I mean, he did that one a little bit more jokingly, a little bit more. Yep. Um, With him like it, sobbing it like serious. that. But that yeah. was still a panic attack. That was a panic True. attack. Um, you're right. He goes from like zero to 100 real quick. That's a panic attack. Yeah. His happened to yeah. lead with tears. I should have yeah. mentioned that. For a lot of our people watching, your overstimulation mm -hmm. and panic attacks, your deregulation, many folks will f have it in, in tears. Some folks mm. will have it in outburst or rage. Those for me would still count as somewhat as panic attacks. Mm. It's just going to come out a little differently for neurodivergent folks. Uh, I want to be real clear on something. 
for those yes. of us that are neurodivergent in the pod, probably majority of us listening, um, know that you might not always be aware mentally of what's going on, or you might not be able to pinpoint the buildup to it, the prestige. Right. Pay attention to the body. The body will be your guide. The physical symptoms that me and Spence went over, pay attention to those. Your therapist is going to ask you to pinpoint this and that. It's going to be hard for you to figure it out. There is, there's some details. There's some data there. So try to write down and document as much as you can. Ja, 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 ja. What were you thinking, feeling? What were the behaviors going on before the, the induced panic attack? What, what was building up to it? And then maybe what were you freaking out before it? Was there a trigger from like the past? Start documenting these things because if we can find patterns, then we can start implementing speed bumps, metaphorical speed bumps, bloop, to slow you down. For a lot of folks, pay attention to your body. Um, and that's why we do this show, right? We do this show for a lot of people that don't have the words. Now you have a visual right. of what it looks like. You're like, oh shit, that's me. <laughs> that's me. That's me. Uh, um, and it could also look like Jamie when he breaks down season three. Yeah, it could look like Rebecca when she throws one of her royal fucking temper tantrums. Yeah, uh, it could look like Leslie. I'm forgetting his last name that they all call him by the secretary, but he's technically like the CFO. Yeah, uh, isn't it like? Start, I feel like it starts with like a K or something. Yeah. One second, One second folks. We're going to do a little bit of research for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Because technically we're going over the characters in the next one. But I feel like I'm going to talk yeah. about his panic attack symptoms. Yeah. Um, it is Higgins. Higgins. Um, I feel like neurodivergent coded. I feel like uh, Ted also has some stuff in there too. Um. But Higgins, uh, a lot of his like panic-like feelings, definitely generalized anxiety. He's always on edge, getting scared. Yep. That, to me, is so neurodivergent when he starts gagging. And he starts like Tourette's things. And he's like, oh, yeah. I was like, what? Like, he got the tism. All the tism in the world. Yep. Uh, but he's always shocked and jarred and thrown off. And his anxiety allows him to act so weird. If you were to exacerbate that or make that a little bit worse, full-blown panic attack. But he mm -hmm. has, I would say, little mini anxiety attacks all the time. Full-blown panic where you yeah. feel like dying. We don't see that with him. But to me, if he was to have a panic attack, it would be him spilling a cup of tea on himself. That would be his version of a panic attack. He pretty yeah. much did in one episode. So, Oh, he did know. like in like five episodes. There you go. Yeah. Always spilling tea. Always spilling tea. He's like, oh, it's fine. Oh, and it burns. Um, good times. Uh, yes. I hit most of the things that we talked about. Uh, folks are looking mm -hmm. into medication. Um, I've I brought this up many times. So those of you who listen to the podcast, there's SSRIs, mm -hmm. selective serotonin reuptake re inhibitors. I hate that word. They're taken daily. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not lifelong that you have to be on it. A lot of folks are just trying to get better over like the course of a year. It's recommended usually like nine months to be on it. You know, it's really hard to overdose on them. Could could it happen? Yes, but you're just going to get really sick in your tummy and maybe cause some other damages, but it'll be hard to die on them. Uh, 
you're going to feel, you're going to start off with uh, two weeks, see how it goes with the doctor, four weeks, see how it goes with the doctor, then they'll increase it or they'll leave it the same. You'll go another two to four weeks, they'll increase it or they'll leave it the same. And then the next checkup, if it's not making you feel any better, then they're just going to switch it after two increases. That's usually how it goes. Some people got to try three to five medications before they hit kind of like the jackpot or like the correct version of Chex Mix. Trail mix. This is my favorite Chex Mix. <laughs> this is my favorite type of trail mix. Chex Mix. Yeah. This podcast is sponsored by Chex Mix. This podcast is sponsored by Chex Mix and all you addicts out there. Yep, you just keep on popping. Popping like it's hot. Just uh, kidding. Don't do what, that. We what don't a have support that. attitude. Popping like it's hot. Popping like it's hot. Oh my god. All, All right. right. That's how they used to bully me because I used to have a lot of acne. Okay. Oh. Um so there's that that's anxiety medication. Panic attack medication is completely separate. Those actually could be addictive and can be addictive, and with alcohol can also stop your heart and then cause folks to die. Be very mm. careful. Talk to your doctors. Don't be scared of things, but just talk to your doctors. And don't be ashamed. Use folks of color. Don't be ashamed. Those of you that are neurodivergent, sometimes you need to go from a 10 to a 7. And sometimes that's going to be getting a prescription just like I'm wearing glasses. Uh, okay. I feel like we had a lot of good topics in here today. We have a little bit of a different pod, but we want to just stay specific on panic attacks and anxiety today. Yes. Therapizing Ted next. And then just having fun and therapizing a bunch of them and kind of their story arcs uh, with Dom for the last part. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to release this over the course of a month. I think the season Mm -hmm. and series finale is next week, Wednesday. Yep. So that's over. Yeah. Kind of sucks. But anything you know else what? you got? Be good to yourself, folks. Panics, <laughs> panics is son of a bitch, man. Uh, I, I had a human. Dad's having panic nightmares, night terrors. Uh, mm-hmm. and not sleeping, and then right, they, they need an anxiety medication. They probably need a panic attack medication. I work with them. I'm like, hey, I got you. We're going to work on this. I'm going to also send you to the doctor. Because, like, this shit needs some medicine. This is out of my playbook. They go meet the doctor. I say, hey, if you don't want the medicine, don't worry about it. Get the prescription. You ain't even got to fill it. They go meet the doctor. They email me, like, the next day. They're like, hey, man, I'm not going to do the medication. I said, no worries, homie. I got you back. Then mm-hmm. they don't. They no-show for the next therapy appointment. Mm-hmm. No response. And so they might have got spooked because of me, the therapist. They might have got spooked because of the medication. Why I bring this up? Because this is a failure that I would deem in my book that I wasn't able to work with this individual and keep them in. Mm-hmm. I planted the seeds for a better tomorrow. Eventually, they'll come around. They'll connect back with me. They'll connect back with the doctor. I've worked with so many clients where we do therapy and we're good. We do therapy. Mm-hmm. I recommend medication. They don't do it. We do therapy. I recommend a medication. A year later, they come back to me and they're like, give me the fucking pills. I'll take all of them. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God. Slow down. You mean, you mean to tell me this is how other people think and act and feel? This is normal? Like, yeah, homie, I tried to tell you this shit like a year ago. <laughs> you suffered another year. I've talked to people that I swear to, swear to fucking God I thought they were neurodivergent. They got an anxiety med. I'm like, you're a normal-ass motherfucker. Damn. How dare you treat <laughs> You lied to me. You, you lied, lied to me. 
Don't you put that down on me, Rick and Bobby. Sorry. All right, folks. We're done. So how we have to end. <laughs> All right. So thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, if you haven't already, please go watch Ted Lasso, Apple TV. It's pretty cheap, Apple TV. So might as you well can get, a, get it. You can get a week free now. And I see for some people that get new iPhones and stuff like that, three months free. There you go. So go check it out. Uh, great show. Won't disappoint. People want to say it's overrated. They are haters. That's what they are. No. It's not overrated at all. Great no. show. Yeah. That's why Jason Sudeikis is getting paid like a million dollars an episode. Cause Fresh Millie. Fresh Millie. Um, so thank you, everybody, for watching. Once again, go check out our Google Drive that has all of those materials in them. Um, that will go help you out. And also, please, even if it's like, you know, two bucks, whatever. Two Doesn't matter. As long as it's dollars. We ain't trying to do cents. Come on now. That's just that's just petty. Just do pettiness. it. Just sprinkle us. Go ahead. Just go ahead and just put it right in the bosoms. Right in there. We'll be whores for you. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I shake oh, it. Anyway. Me, shake it. <laughs> we'll tap dance for you. Yes, sir. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Go check that out. Leave a tip. That'd be great. And then once again, our guests. We have guests coming on. Doctors, people who are interested in things that we talk about, all that. Uh, so that'll be a part of June. And uh, once again, uh, better help, free for a month. If you sign up with Logic's code, you probably have to do some research. I don't have that in front of me because he doesn't sponsor us. Or will he? Crack chicken. Crack chicken. All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching. I'm Spencer. That's Nas. Different Spectrums podcast. Bye. Much love, people. Take care of yourself. Peace.